Hey listeners, before you listen to the rest of this podcast, we have a little challenge for you. This week we're talking about some spooky and scary stories that we have personally experienced and stories from others. If you would like, we would challenge you to turn off the lights if you're in your house um, and listen to this in the dark, maybe take a drive down a back road at night um, or do anything to make it kind of a spooky environment and let us know if your our stories give you goosebumps or freak you out enough so you have to turn the lights back on. Let us know how it goes. Uh, thanks for uh, taking the time out to give us a listen. Um, this week is kind of a continuation of a couple episodes back when we were talking about childhood memories. And, um, you know, we had a plan to talk about the good and the bad, but we got so wrapped up in the funny, good, memorable stories that we were lucky enough to experience in our childhood. And we left out the ones that um, stand out for, like, negative reasons. My dad left. <laughs> yeah. Did, and he didn't come back. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I really wanted that jug of milk. I needed cereal. <laughs> okay, that's not quite the stories. <laughs> no, no not, not like sad stories, but like scary stories. Yeah, like I thought instead of avoiding the more traumatic or embarrassing or whatever stories that would just kind of bring the mood down. Um, <laughs> not to say your story isn't important, Clay. No, that's fine. We've <laughs> but, been through this. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah, you're fine. Mm-hmm. You came out unscathed. Oh, you that's right. have grown up completely normal. Normal as fuck. Yeah, it's so normal. Um, but yeah, so we're going to talk about um, some stories that maybe are unexplainable that to this day going about your business as an adult and those memories kind of pop up in your head and, and you're like, were they real? Well, if I tell the story, oh, I still get, I get goosebumps when I tell the story. I know. Stories. So I guess to start, um, I, I just want to know before we get into it, because these are stories and it's entertaining to retell them. Um, and even though we're like, you know, trying to explain, like in our heads, trying to figure out how they happened, um, do they make you believe in the paranormal, in ghosts and goblins and witches, or maybe all of those things, or one of those things being real. I hundred percent believe in the unexplained. Yeah. Right. Parallel universes, Sasquatch, Loch Ness monster, mm-hmm. ghosts, reincarnation. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I don't know. I I find it hard to say. I like that you said I believe in the unexplained. Um, because I have a hard time saying, yeah, I believe in ghosts and I believe in p- the paranormal. I believe that goblins are real. Like, I don't, I think that beca- because of the things that are unexplained, like we, we've made up these stories about these monsters and we have like this human view of them. Same with aliens, like aliens in films and everything have always been made to look the same, like a stereotypical alien, a stereotypical ghost, yeah. which I think that. 
I don't think we've nailed it as humans. I think that there's weird, unexplainable, strange shit that happens that is part of the unexplained. So, yeah, I can't say, like, yeah, witches are real, but I'm like, shit happens. Like, there's some weird shit that is unexplained that I'm not going to just shut down because it doesn't fit with the... Well, narrative. you mentioned goblins, and how about, like, trolls? Yeah. I see, like, again... even being when we were in Norway, there's so many trolls. It's part of their yeah. their culture. It's everything. They, they name highways after it. They name yeah. bridges after it. There's statues everywhere. It, it's got a... And they're creepy, too. It it's not a have, nice troll. Yeah, it must have come from somewhere, right? Yeah. Like, not just, like, imagination, and we're just going to build statues and highways and bridges and name them after trolls, and it's just it's got to be something real. Yeah, like something that people mythical have seen something, at some right? Point, right. So I guess then, if we both have kind of a mutual um, feeling that the unexplained exists, what in your life, um, if there was a moment in your life that happened that that got you to believe in it? Do you know what I mean? Like, was there yeah. something that you witnessed where? you were like, oh, you know, it's not just a believable story, but something you saw with your own eyes, and now you believe in it. Yeah. um, I remember being in, I guess it's middle school out here, but it's high school for where I grew up. Mm -hmm. And a group of guys and I were going to the library, and we're looking at all the, you know, unexplained phenomena books and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And we look up really weird things where people would talk about a parallel universe. So if you're sitting there, like there are stories that, that... first-hand, you know, accounts of people retelling what they witnessed and what they felt of a guy sitting on the couch and he's just watching TV and out of the corner of his eye, he sees something move Mm -hmm. and he looks over as quick as he can and there's nobody there. He lives home alone, right? No pets, nothing, just by himself. I'm getting like, look at my goosebumps right now. I know. (laughs) Barely started the story, but he's just sitting there and every single night he's watching TV and he keeps seeing things out of the corner of his eye Mm -hmm. and the only thing he could come up with after he spoke to a couple of his friends who were more educated than he is, more in the scientific like community, yeah. they're like, they're, they, he could have been at such a moment where he was actually vibrating at a certain frequency, where he was crossing the frequency that Earth vibrates at with mm-hmm. you know a parallel Earth's frequency. And what he was seeing was himself, but in that universe, like mm-hmm. in that room, walking by. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't see a face. He didn't see clothes. He just saw like a shadow. And he looked as quickly as he could over to the one side. Yeah. And it was gone. And so I, when I was, I was probably like, I think it's twelve, maybe mm-hmm. thirteen. And I was at my grandparents' house, and it's a pretty big house. And th- my cousins and I were always scared to be in there alone. I remember renting like Pet Cemetery. My cousin and I were like, Oh, we're gonna get so scared shitless tonight. This is gonna be awesome. There's nobody home. Like we we would we were allowed to spend the night at our grandparents' house. No, they weren't home for some reason. But our parents lived right next door like we lived attached to their orchard yeah at opposite ends of their orchard like his family lived there i lived at the other side and we would go to our grandma's house we had this movie and we put it in and not even two minutes into it he turns it off he's like i need to turn the lights on i can't do this so we turned the lights on you know we locked all the doors yeah. it was all the lights on like it was and it wasn't that scary yeah it would have been way scarier because the house is old right so there's creaking in the stairs yeah. and stuff and i don't know it's probably about 11 because I remember he had moved away right after that. And then the next summer, he was back in the home, our hometown when he was working his first job when he was 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. And he was living at our grandparents' house because mm-hmm. his parents didn't live in the town anymore. And I still lived in the town. And then my grandparents said, hey, do you want to come up here and spend a couple nights with your cousin? Mm-hmm. So we were downstairs in the basement. And this house is like probably six bedrooms, 
two floors, a swimming pool. It's on a pretty big orchard property. And we were downstairs in, was a living room, but they converted it into like a bedroom. So there's a big fireplace, a bookshelf, and they don't have couches or anything. They had a chair, a TV, and two beds. And the beds were L-shaped, like there was one bed in one corner and then another bed in the other corner. So if you were both sleeping, your heads would be almost touching, but you're in an L-shape, right? So you're not side by side, but you're, I don't know what you'd call that, perpendicular, I guess, to each other. And I remember one night we're laying there, and my cousin was always the kid at the sleepover that would be the first to fall asleep. Yeah. And you could never wake him up. Like, it, it would be, like, slapping and yelling his name, and he just wouldn't wake up. Once, once he was asleep, he was done. Yeah. And I, I remember we were laying there, and uh, he was sleeping, and I heard crunching on the carpet down mm-hmm. the hallway towards our door. And our door was open about halfway. The hallway light was on. So as I hear the crunching, all of a sudden I see a shadow on the door. Yeah. And then I think it's my grandma coming in to check on us. Yeah. Right? And then the crunching starts running really fast, but in the opposite direction. And then up the stairs. And I'm kind of freaking out. I was like, this is really weird because there's no way my old grandma is running up the stairs at whatever time it was at night, you know? Yeah. I was, you know, 11 to 13 in that age range, so I have no idea. Yeah. Like, how fast my grandma could run. I have no idea what time it is. There's no clock in the room. And it got closer and then ran up the stairs. And they crunched closer and the shadow got bigger on the door. And I'm, start, I'm trying to wake up my cousin. And he's not waking up. But I don't want to be loud because I don't want whatever's in the hallway to hear me. Yeah. So I'm trying to shake him. Like his head's right next to mine. And he's just like. <sighs> so I'm getting kind of scared again and again and again. Then all of a sudden I just say, fuck it. And I put my blanket over my head and I curl up and I hope to God, you know, that nothing comes in this room. I was terrified. Yeah. And then I wake up the next morning. Cousin wakes up. We go upstairs. My grandma's cooking, my grandpa's outside in the orchard, and we're sitting in the, in the kitchen, and my grandma's like, oh, which one of you boys was getting all the exercise last night? And I was like, what? She was one of you boys was running up and down the stairs last night. So I'm thinking, huh, you, you, you're, you're lucky you didn't wake up your grandfather, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking there was only four people in the house, my cousin, myself, my grandma, my grandpa. Two opposite ends of the house. We're downstairs in the basement. My grandparents are upstairs in their bedroom. The only two people awake were laying next to the only two people sleeping. Yeah. And two of us at opposite ends of the houses heard the running up and down the stairs. To this day, like, I, I feel like shitting my pants. Yeah. It's terrifying because I don't know what the hell it is. Yeah. I, I tell a story to friends all the time, and I don't think I've ever told it to, like, my mom or whatever. I told my cousin, but he didn't believe me, you know whatever yeah obviously and i didn't want to say anything to my grandma because i didn't want her to be scared that there was something in her house because yeah. you know if my cousin and i leave it's just her and my grandpa yeah. and then if she heard it i don't know it's just weird yeah exactly i know it reminds me like i witnessed something and i did tell my sister and it was an interesting reaction but um my sister and i like growing up we lived in a house where um, my mom my dad my sister and i all slept on the top floor the basement was unfinished and stuff. I had a room down there, but we're kids, so we sleep uh, on the top floor, and it was all done one hallway. Like, when you walk into the house, it was a kitchen, a living room, and then a hallway off to the side that had bedroom, bathroom, bedroom, bath, or bedroom, bathroom, bedroom, bedroom. Yeah. Right? So, three bedrooms and a bathroom all down one hallway, and that's it. So, the way it looked was at the, st- when you come out of the kitchen, my bedroom was first, right across the hallway, pretty much, was the bathroom keep walking down the hallway my sister's bedroom was beside mine my parents was across from hers so we're all very close and um my sister and i it does play into the story that our bedrooms are beside each other in the same hallway um but 
I also have a, a couple stories where it kind of strange because we used to move my bed a lot. I just think it was something that was fun for me to do was rearrange my bedroom as a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like as, when I was um, like six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Like I would just move I, it around. I'm outside playing dirt. You're <laughs> rearranging <laughs> your furniture. Yeah. I don't know. It was just something we did. Uh, I remember my bed being in every corner of my bedroom other than the one by the door. Yeah. Right? So this one, my bed was on the far side of my room. So when I was laying in bed, if I tilted my head up, I could see the door. Like I was laying on my back and I lifted my head up to look at the other side of the room, I could see the door. And I used to sleep with the door open. I was just going to ask, do you sleep with the door open or closed? I used to sleep with, I used to sleep with <laughs> it open and now I sleep with it closed. Um, so my door was open so I could see into the dark hallway. And uh, I woke up in the middle of the night and I felt like something was like look watching me. Like, there's no other reason why you kind of sit up a little bit and yeah. look. So I looked, and I just caught this glimpse, and I looked in the doorway, and there was a silhouette of a man. I had a nightlight in my room, so I could see the light in my room shining out into the hallway a little bit. So it was illuminated, but very little, because it was like yeah, a little light. tiny yeah. nightlight. And I saw this the silhouette of a man. And what I mean by that is, like, the shape of a, a person. Um but fully black in the inside. Like, I could just see the outline. Yeah. I couldn't see any details. It looked almost like a black hole. Like, you, there's no details there. And they were standing and just... So like a shadow. Like a shadow person. Yeah. Standing there, staring at me. And I, like, froze. And I s- just stared at it. Like, I didn't blink. I didn't close. See, I put I my blanket over my head. <laughs> right? And I didn't put... Because like, it was like... I remember vividly, like, just staring and then it turned and it walked down the hallway to the kitchen <sighs> and we lived in the, the house wasn't super old but i mean all houses as they get older develop the creeks yeah, and yeah. areas where you walk the most and stuff like that so i i heard it go into the kitchen and i heard it open our our knife drawer uh-huh. the one that like it squeaks like yeah. shit because we open it every day to get utensils out and that's the moment where i started yelling for my mom yeah. and so she came to my bedroom and that was pretty much it. Like, she was like, just go to sleep. She turned the lights on in the house. Like, there's nothing there. So I was like, fine. And so I went back to sleep. So years later. Do you I, think she checked to make sure that you weren't, that you didn't actually see something? She like got, got your dad and they walked around the house. I don't think. Or do you think she's like, I just want to go to bed. I, no, my mom is very, <laughs> to this day, my mom is just like, calm down. Like, yeah. whatever. <laughs> like, she, I, she doesn't really feed into that. Um, she, I think she would laugh if I told her. I don't, I don't even know if I told her. I was just freaking out. She's like, you had a nightmare. Yeah. Right? I actually had a couple nightmares that were reoccurring that really scared me as well. And so she probably just thought um, it was one of those. Yeah. Like, there was a nightmare that was so bad. When I was like, your daughter's eight, like 10 years old, I went and slept in my parents' bed because I was so scared of this reoccurring nightmare. So she was like... You know what's weird? What? I, I like nightmares. Like, to That's this day. Up. Like, I, I read somewhere that if you drink milk before you go to bed, it yeah. helps with the brain activity to give you negative dreams. Oh, that's awesome. So I drink a glass of milk before I go to bed in the hopes that I get terrified in my sleep. That is Because when I wake up, it's no longer real. I know, but... And I love it. See, I think my, my nightmares nowadays are not traditionally scary. They're not jump scares. They're yeah. not... It's things where people that I love... It's not even, they, I have dreams where people die and I wake up crying. I wake up with pools of tears in my eyes. I cry in my sleep. Hmm. Um, 
But it's not the ones they die that's scary. It's the ones where... You kill them. No. <laughs> it's the ones where people um, don't want to be my friend anymore. It's the one where people... Like, I had a dream the other day. I woke up next to my boyfriend and I told him, I was like, I just had a dream about you. And he's like, that's awesome. I was like, no. <laughs> he broke up with me and said horrible things to me. And he was like, that's not awesome. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I have the, the night... What I would call nightmares now with quotations around it. Um are ones where I wake up and I just kind of feel anxious and paranoid a little bit that my relationship with that person has been affected. You know what I mean? Like, it's something where I, I want to, like, go hug my mom. So I'm like, yeah, in my yeah. dream, we fought and said horrible things to each other. And I'm sad that my brain came up with that. So I don't have traditionally scary nightmares anymore. But anyways, um, my mom just didn't really see anything, think anything of it. And my sister is six years older than me, and we didn't have the greatest relationship when I was that age because she's in her teens. Yeah. Right? And like, we were good. It's just we weren't that close. So years later, I'm talking like 10 years later, um, I was telling her about this. We are just talking about weird paranormal things. And I was like, yeah, I saw this silhouette. And she was like, she just froze. And I was like, what's up? And she's like, I saw it too. Uh. And I was like, what? And she's like, I woke up. I saw a silhouette of a man. And he stared at me, and then he walked. She's at the very end of the hallway, yeah. so he turned and walked towards my room. That's fucked up. And I was like, what the fuck? And I, we were talking to two of my closest cousins that we grew up. Yeah. I grew up with. And one of my other cousins like, I saw a silhouette too. And I was like, one, she's like, he walked into my room, stood in the doorway, walked into my room, and then walked straight out, like walked um, through like a wall. And they never saw him again. So I'm the only one that heard something. Yeah. Like the knives and stuff. But like they both, they're like, we all just rose and we're like, I, we all saw that. See, is it wrong that I want to see stuff like that now? Now that I'm grown up and yeah. I can like register and like think about it yeah. and process it, I want to see that stuff. Yeah. Well, I actually, I also did see, um, I moved my bed <laughs> at some point. So I was uh, parallel with the door. Like I was right beside it. And I would close my door but leave it open a crack. Yeah, so yeah. I was facing... I was on, my head was on the same wall that the door was on yeah. and I just turned over and so I could see perfectly out the crack and I saw someone standing in our kitchen once, like another so silhouette figure. We moved out of the house when I was 14. <laughs> Not for that so, reason. <laughs> no, but like I never got to. But sucker who bought it, deal with it. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it's weird when there's someone else that was there yeah. who can confirm what you saw. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I, I fully get it. Like the my two creepiest experiences, that that one with my grandma's house. Yeah. And both my grandma and I heard it, but the other two people in the house didn't because mm -hmm. they were both sleeping. Mm -hmm. Real fucked up. Yeah. And another one when uh, I don't, I think it was we were probably younger because it was with my cousin again and with my cousin's cousin. Mm -hmm. So not my cousin, but my cousin's cousin. Yeah. And they lived on an orchard as well, across town, way across town by the highway. Uh, next to the uh, Indian Reservation, right across the highway from the from the land reserve. Yeah. And we were just playing in the backyard. We were playing like hide and go seek tag. Mm -hmm. And I remember my cousin was it, and he was chasing after the two of us. Mm -hmm. And there's this old broken down farm truck in the backyard. Like it, it didn't run. It didn't do anything. It was just all rusted out. It was there. And I remember we were trying to hide in the shed, but the shed was locked, so we couldn't get in. Yeah. So we were running, and then we hop. We opened the driver's side of the truck. And the two of us slid through, 
And then I closed the door behind me, and then my cousin hopped in who was chasing after us. Instead of running around the truck, he went through the truck just like we did. Yeah. And he goes to the door that's that I just closed, and he couldn't open it. And he starts, like, screaming and crying because he's trapped in the truck. We thought it was just a ploy for us to get closer so he could tag us, right? Yeah. So he's, like, yelling and screaming and screaming. Like, there's terror in his eyes, right? He's crying. So, like, we go up to it, and we just um, open the door, and he gets out. And then at that point, we were called in for dinner. Yeah. So we went in for dinner, and uh, we're eating dinner. Wait, you didn't ask him why he was... No, he was done. He's like, I couldn't get out. I was scared. I couldn't get out. Right? Like, it was, okay. He was done. We're going inside for dinner. It, uh, we thought he was, like, fucking with us at yeah, first, yeah, yeah. and then at that point, it was dinner. We didn't care. Like, yeah. whatever. We're done playing the game. Let's mm-hmm. go. So he's, you know, wiping his face. We go sit, and we have dinner, and the older brother of his cousin's cousin, yeah, he's really into, like, uh, electronics and remote control cars and boats and like remote control helicopters and stuff so after dinner he goes downstairs to to go to his room or go play pool or something and then we go outside to play so there's a three boys right we're done Mm -hmm. and we're walking towards the truck and we're talking and all of a sudden my cousin just stops and i I hit him like i bump into him because i was right behind him like dude what's up and he's just pointing at the truck we were just in before dinner and the guy that we were with his cousin myself and my cousin are all looking at this truck and on the roof of the truck there's this short like three foot tall troll gnarled face like a goblin kind of thing like wretched teeth just like growling at us and pointing a chainsaw he's like the chainsaw's not on he's just holding it and it's huge in his hands look at my goosebumps (laughs) and we're just staring at it we're wondering like what the fuck right like oh my god oh my god and then we run inside screaming and yelling we thought it was like a remote control from the older brother yeah so we run inside we're, we're talking to the mom and the brother and he's like no I'm just playing pool like what do you mean there's a a troll outside with a chainsaw what are you talking about yeah so the older brother and the mom come outside and we're walking towards the truck and the chainsaw is on the top of the truck but there's no troll in sight and the mom's like, how do you guys get the chainsaw? Like, what do you mean? It's like, you guys can't play with that. It's like, we weren't playing with it. We actually played around the truck all afternoon and there was no chance on top of the truck. We would have noticed it. Yeah. Plus, we couldn't get into the shed because the shed is locked. And she looks over and the shed is locked. So somehow the chainsaw got from inside the shed to the top of the truck. Hmm. And this beastly thing was like holding it and like gnarling looking at us. So it, it's can weird. you explain it? I, I, I can't explain it. But all, all I can tell you is... Uh, eight years later, like the, the my cousin's cousin moved away mm-hmm. to go to a different school. My cousin moved away yeah. to go to where where he went. He moved to, and then I remember being graduating summer. I ran into my cousin's cousin yeah. on in in Osuyas, uh campsite row, and I hadn't seen him in like you know seven years or something, right? And we're just talking. He's like, "Hey man, this is really weird. I tell this story all the time, but I just want to confirm. Do you remember that day we were playing hide and go seek tag, and there was that like." ugly goblin thing with the chainsaw i was like yeah. oh my god like it, I, i'd spent the last like you know eight years wondering if that shit was like real yeah and he reconfirmed by telling me exactly what i had seen mm-hmm. that he had seen it too so neither one of us can explain it but even people who haven't seen each other in 10 years or eight years or whatever talked about it as if it was like yesterday yeah and then probably about a month later, it's after summer, we're hanging out with some friends from the neighboring town, and we used to go to the graveyard a lot. Yeah. It was weird. We'd put a blanket down on the grass, and we'd just hang out. Yeah, I there, like it. <laughs> there was sometimes we couldn't get out of the car. 
We yeah. would park and be terrified, but then sometimes we just take out the blanket and lay down. Yeah. And I remember this one night, we were there with our friend from the neighboring town, and he's like, hey, make sure you get on the blanket. We're like, what? He goes, you need to get on the blanket. And he said the name of something. It's going to pull you down under the grass. We're like, what are you talking about? Are you just fucking with us? Mm-hmm. He's like, no, no, my, my grandma's, um, she's native. And from the neighboring town, she used to live on the reserve. And when we were kids, we'd go picnicking. And every time she put the blanket on the ground for the picnic, she would tell us to stay on it. Otherwise, I forget the name of the beast, would reach up through the sand and pull you underneath. And I was like, what? How about the blanket? No, it can't reach through the blanket, right? Yeah. So it can grab you and pull you down. It used to pull down chickens and goats. It would pull things underneath and eat it. Mm-hmm. And later on when the farmer was doing something, you know, digging a hole, they would find a carcass hmm. of this beast that would, like the, the food that the beast ate that it pulled through the sand. Yeah. And I was like, is it something that lives on the reserve? He goes, yeah, it's like an ancient story about this thing that lives on the reserve. And then I got thinking that troll goblin thing that that farmhouse was across the street from the land reserve yeah it's the same land reserve even though it's a different town it stretches across both towns yeah and all i can think of is is the only way to get a chance out of that shed when it's locked would have been through the dirt yeah so a guy who'd never even heard the story before told me a story of a thing that lives on the land reserve that pulls things under the dirt and he described the same like beast that i had seen when i was like young that's crazy. And it, like I'm, my eyes are watering right now. Like it's, I'm, <laughs> I'm reliving it. It's terrifying, but amazing at the same time. Yeah, that's interesting. I, uh, I don't know. It just it reminds me of um, something that happened recently. But I don't know. It's a it's a positive story in a way that I kind of want to talk about. But uh, I I think before. I say the story, I want to ask you, you know, aside from the goblins, aside from silhouetted people, stuff like that, just plain old ghosts, just plain old people. Do you think that relatives, that people who have passed, do you think that they stay on the earth? Do you think that after we die, we we can or for some reason have to maybe stay behind? I think it's like a parallel universe kind of thing yeah and, and they're there it's a different realm mm-hmm. but sometimes they can cross over yeah i think it's interesting i like i i love those kinds of traditional stories that talk about spirits yeah and these monsters or, or beasts or whatever but um i think it's really interesting I, I like I always love those stories, but I, then I heard like mediums and stuff, like people who could talk to the yeah. dead, and I was like, this seems so disgenuine. It seems so fake. I don't know. I was very on the fence about it, um, and not necessarily would believe. I would believe an ancient story over something like this. But um, recently, I don't, I don't know if I told you this, but recently a, a cousin of mine, um, who is um, older than me, has kids, is married. Um, she started having night terrors and she couldn't sleep. And this was like ruining her life. Like she was just sleep deprived um, and just panic attacks and everything. And so um, again, and it's just like a family you wouldn't expect to reach out to a medium, but they did. And they reached out to a medium and brought them out to their acreage. And she, this woman came out and they're like, what's going on? Like, why is she having these nightmares and she seems like disturbed like something is disturbing her and this woman you know spent time in the house and she said um for some reason my cousin in the last few years of her life uh sorry she's not dead but like in the last few years recently um she became 
somewhat of like a gateway for the paranormal like she, again like Wish. that frequency you were talking about earlier yeah. or something like she just got on this level where it was almost like she let them in and they said you have three three beings in your house like three people um kind of people i don't know but it's very interesting she said one is bad one is causing you to have anxiety one is causing you to have these panic attacks it is a bad entity yeah and we need to remove it but then she started talking about the other two and she said the other two are older men and they're friendly and she said that um they really she has three boys who are all you know high school middle school elementary like spread out and she said um this one the man he really likes your boys he's really happy with them he likes watching them grow up and she started talking about his life a little bit, um, or this man, what he's like and stuff. She said, this man, he has an injury to the, his, the front of his head, his forehead. And my, my cousin just kind of like froze. Yeah. And she was like, they're like, is that significant? And my grandfather, who I never met, he died when my dad was 22. Um, they had eight children and six of them were boys. So he had a lot of boys. That's a fun household. And, <laughs> right. <laughs> And uh, my grandpa, when he was a little boy, got hit by a car and was dragged under it. And he almost died, but he didn't. But he suffered um, uh, an injury to his forehead yeah. that over time the tissue grew into a tumor. And so when he was, he was 54, I believe, um, the tumor was the size of a grapefruit in his forehead. And, of course, this was quite a long time ago, like 70s maybe. Yeah. Um, and he was... Uh, in the hospital and they gave him they said we're going to remove your tumor you have a 50-50 chance of living they removed the tumor um, he lived a little bit longer but his brain was too swollen they couldn't put his skull back on essentially he got a staph infection and died so like he died because of an injury in his forehead and that's awesome so they were I like, mean that's not awesome <laughs> no but they the said story is awesome the man that was in there loved watching the boys grow up and he has this injury on his head and stuff and then they described the other man and I I don't know, um, like, her mom's dad. Like, that's someone yeah. we married in. But the other man they described exactly as her other grandfather. That they were that's both so in weird. there watching the kids. So anyway, the medium did whatever she did to get rid of the beings. Yeah. And um, she, they've never had any instances. That sucks since. you got to get rid of all three. I know. Horrible. But, like, I don't know. It's just something that made, again, something where I never gave ghosts and, like, spirits much of a thought other than being scary yeah um so i just think that's i don't know i just thought it was super interesting as like a theory again like just to believe that you stick around or that you can stick around not that you like not that they all do but that they somehow somehow the wires get crossed and yeah you get to experience something like that yeah it's kind of cool i just i guess the more the more theories i read about paranormal activity and like afterlife um and and stuff like that the more i wonder if it's real you know like i was reading some stories today i think um instead of our question time um i I was just looking up instead of questions just looking up weird stories from people and i saw this like compilation of people submitting their responses talking about what weird shit children have said and like like toddlers, ones who can barely talk. Yeah. Um, and there are stories about them um, saying like 
the one girl's in the bath, the one little girl, and her mom's trying to put water on her head to rinse her hair, and she's freaking out. And the mom's like, I just can't do this anymore. I'm done. And the girl looks at her and says, Mommy, I'm so sorry. But in my last, like when I was alive before, I drowned. That's fucked up. Right? Or like another little kid who said something about like Botswana and they were like did you just say Botswana but they showed him a globe he's like three years old they showed him a globe and he pointed to the country and was like I live there like how do they learn that and and weird shit of like I don't think you can learn that at that right, right? It's, it's just there and like weird shit where yeah they talk about like there's kids that have said um like the, there's one kid they're walking through a cemetery and the kid was like my brother's in there and she's like you don't have a brother and the kid said, no, no, my brother from when I had a, a, my other mummy. Like a different <sighs> mummy and a different brother and stuff. It's just, it's so weird. And also, like, I guess it also ties in with kids um, having a weird connection where, like, a lot of people have said they're, they have imaginary friends and they'll explain, like, my imaginary friend's name is whatever. Yeah. And it would be, like, a recently passed relative and stuff like kids freak me out yeah. but it's just I know it's interesting in terms of like kids. well they, they don't they don't process uh, the reality of it right they're not like the, the science or the yeah. logic behind it they don't it's just memories I know but if something it's weird if something if your kid is playing with an invisible friend and I put quotations on invisible because yes. you think it's an invisible friend yeah the, the kid doesn't even register that that person like it could be somebody they're playing with mm-hmm. they, they could be yeah. And they don't think that it's weird because it's just another kid that wants to play. So they don't, like, for us, it'd be like, okay, this is kind of fucked up. I'm home alone right now. Why is there a guy sitting on my couch? Yeah. I'm not going to watch TV with Tim <laughs> yeah. because this is freaking me out. But as a kid would look over like, oh, hey, you want to play? Yeah. Like, they don't, they don't register it's it. Weird. There's no logic behind it. They just want to play. But yeah, I love the theory of, like, kids being able, when they're at that age where their memory you know, like, I don't remember being three at my age now, yeah. but when they were that age, they have these, like, memories of lives that they had before, and I just think that's a really interesting theory. I don't know how much, how common that is, or, like, what... And there's no science that. behind it. What are you going to do? How are you going to test this? Yeah. I did hear, again, I'm not, I didn't fact check this, but I did hear a story of a kid saying that he was uh, stabbed, like, essentially he was hurt with a knife. Yeah. And and um, no one ever, like, they're like, they don't know where I am. And he took, within the town, took them to, like, a house, to, like, um, a plot of ground kind of thing. And they dug it up and there was a, a body there. Oh. Kind of like a cold case. That, yeah. like, they found a body because he's like... A little kid. That was me. Yeah. Really fucked up. But, I don't know. Do you have any stories? Uh, I used to watch TV shows called Paranormal Witness mm-hmm. and Weird or What. And it was... It delved into a lot of paranormal stuff, a lot of weird activity. And there was one that, when you're talking about reincarnation now, made me think about it. Like, there was this guy in the south, in the United States, where he just got a new job. And for his new job, he had to commute once a week for like four hours to this town to do a meeting or something, right? Mm -hmm. And so he would drive a road he'd never driven on Mm -hmm. through this countryside he'd never, you know, ventured out to. And as he was driving... He had this overwhelming urge to pull over. He just needed to pull over. So the next exit, he pulled over, and it was like an old Civil War monument. Mm-hmm. So he drove, and he went to the bathroom, and he got a snack from the gift shop, like, and didn't think much about it. He got back in the car and drove on the way to work. Yeah. He did the work thing, and then he drove back that night, didn't think about it. And then the next week, he drove again, 
And he had to pull over. He's like, I don't have to go to the bathroom, but I have this urge that I need to go back to that like gift shop area, mm -hmm. to that museum, to that, that, that stop. And he got out of his car. He went into the gift shop. He walked around. And then he started to look at the displays to see like what exactly happened in this area. Mm -hmm. And he's looking at it. And as he's reading about it, his heart just starts to like pound. The more he's reading as, as the story progresses as to what happened in this area. And then he gets to the climax of like the story on the wall. Like it's like picture after picture and then words under the picture. He gets to it and he realizes that the dead general looks exactly like him. Hmm. Like he's like looking at it and he like he had a red beard and he's got a red beard. The eyes are the same. He's like, if I wore those clothes, that would be a picture of me in black and white right there. Hmm. Like that would be me. So he believes he's there, that reincarnated general. And he got that job for a reason. And he was meant to drive that road. That's crazy. And then he stops every week to pay his respects to what happened there. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I, um, I mean, not to get into a conversation about exactly what happens after you die. Um, oh, that's like, that's <laughs> three or four episodes. It's true. And it also, you know, deals with religion and stuff. But uh, for me personally, as not being a super religious person, I've always enjoyed the idea of reincarnation or enjoyed the idea that, um, that, you know, we, we had a past life and, and I like that kids might be able to remember it. It just, it reminds me of a totally fictional story that I read online once that was like, again, religious or whatever, but it was just a really cool story that, um, like a, a person kind of met a God yeah, and they were talking and said like, like you are God and try to ask questions like you created everything whatever and the God was like no I'm just like you he's like well what do you mean he said well you and because and, you're a God now too and he's like I don't understand what you mean he's like well I, I, we just send you back and you live the lives of every person on earth and you gain the knowledge and you gain the experiences and then when you've done that you, you get to come to this other realm where you remember all those lives and you have the knowledge of every living being on that's earth. beautiful. And then you become the god kind of thing. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's such a cool, like, fictional thing. But that's why I always, like, um, enjoy the idea of reincarnation, especially as someone who studies, who enjoys and has studied history and has studied the world and politics. Um, it makes me feel better to know that people who have absolutely horrible lives... Um, who have haven't got to live very long, who have been in pain, who have experienced horrific things. It makes me hopeful that maybe they get to live another life. Do you know what I mean? No, I, I get it. I, I'm fully with the belief of the phrase, why not? Yeah. You know, believe in God. Why not? Yeah. Buddha? Why not? Reincarnation? Why not? Yeah. Alternate universe? Why not? Yeah. Like, you're not losing anything by hoping that these things are real. Yeah, that's true. That's it. It's true. But yeah, I just find it really interesting. I, I know it's just, it's one of those things that I love to talk about this kind of stuff. I love to talk about the weird and the unexpected. I mean, I'd like to do it in a field in the middle of the dark or yeah. by a, you know, an insane asylum or a graveyard. Yeah. Doing it in, in a house right now, less scary. Yeah, I was actually going to say we should put a, a, a note at the beginning of this video before introduction <laughs> that says, 
if you dare listen <laughs> to this podcast alone alone in the dark turn yeah. all the lights off in your house or go outside un- in your un- backyard or un- unlock your doors yeah turn off your lights go into your car and drive down a road yeah park and, and get out park and listen to this podcast we yeah. should, we'll, we'll put that in at the beginning um because yeah it's just one of those things i love telling these stories and i love the what ifs but i don't know how to stop i don't know how to end this because there's so much when more. I'm done this conversation like there's nothing that stops this conversation other than somebody interrupting and being like let's talk about something else because I just sit here and just like my brain just goes in this loop of like how 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 right like how does this how is this real how well, do you, you know we what? experience these things let's get feedback on it yeah and we might have to do a part two yeah right yeah and we'll bring in somebody else somebody else who has experiences yeah, please, if you are, you know, have listened to this and you have a story, even if you, you don't have to write it in full detail, you don't have to yeah. write a short story about it, but if you have a story that you want to call one of us about or write it down, we love to hear it. These Gladly are, retell your story. Yeah. Or have have you tell it and yeah. send it in. It'd be really cool. So let us know um, your thoughts, your stories, your memories. There's no questions for this episode. No. This Other than the question of what happens after you die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or how did we see those things? And I have many answers for that. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening this week. Um, and we hope to hear some of your experiences once you've listened. Or if you've listened to this in a field somewhere in the dark. I'd <laughs> Tell also, us about that. I'd also like to hear how that went for you. So. If any of you dare. Yeah. Exactly. So thank you guys. And uh, we'll we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, see ya.